Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insight Series on Coronavirus, What Businesses Need to Know Now. Hi, I'm Renee Koa from Zurich, North America. As workplaces begin to reopen during the COVID-19 outbreak, employers will be implementing a variety of measures to help reduce the spread of the virus. But these new guidelines may also create workplace disputes. Joining us today is Alex Garrison, a risk engineer with Zurich, North America. Alex is part of the West Coast Large Casualty Team. He recently produced an article on workplace disputes and offers ways companies can address the challenges. Alex, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so my first reaction, it seems counterintuitive that implementing measures to help keep people safe could lead to conflicts. So, Many of us are stressed out with possible concerns over their family, health, financials, um, that all might create tension. These might include challenges for parents with kids navigating online school, uh, or maybe taking on new responsibilities to care for their elderly parents. Oh, okay, I get that. Uh, returning to the workplace then introduces yet another potential stress. So when we're talking about workplace disputes with management, or are employees having conflicts with each other? So Renee, it's it's all encompassing. Disputes can originate from employees not following newfound guidelines or employers not reacting fast enough to employee concerns. Hey Alex, when we talked about this issue earlier, you mentioned things like EPA approved disinfectant choices, filtration systems, reducing common touch points. How does this relate to managing office disputes? Is the idea that a safer environment is a less stressful one? So the answer is yes, but this all ties back to creating an environment that helps reduce the anxiety of being in an unsafe workplace. I see, okay. So I'm assuming that many of the measures that businesses are putting in place are things most of us are already familiar with, physical distancing, wearing masks in certain situations, limiting in-person interactions. Am I missing any others that are unique to a workplace? So it's it's gonna be different in every workplace, but you know, one example might be a new policy where distancing may now only allow for, say one person in a communal bathroom, maybe resulting in long wait times. Another example might be the use of EPA approved disinfectants that could trigger employee sensitivities such as asthma, but those are just two examples. Okay, so, so now let's move on to the basic steps a business can take to help create a positive environment. Understanding employee concerns and frustrations is, is really the first step in managing these challenges. Areas of focus might include establishing office ground rules, uh, providing employees with methods to communicate both verbally and non-verbally, along with implementing physical controls. By ground rules, can you share some examples? So ground rules might include, you know, a, a breadth of, of written guidelines that address specifics in the workplace, such as requiring employees to complete daily health questionnaires prior to coming on site. Rules focused on limiting the number of people who can congregate in various areas of the building. Uh, and of course, required face coverings or, or how to interact with visitors. So number of considerations. Then what about examples of potential disputes, just so we can put our conversation in context? Can you explain how 
these widely accepted practices might lead to conflicts in the office that could put employee safety in jeopardy. Some examples are when coworkers may not be complying with specific requirements. You know, maybe there's overcrowded, uh, overcrowded work areas uh, or even overcrowded elevators or refusing to wear their masks. And I'm, I'm guessing adherence to these rules can be boosted or sabotaged by how robustly uh, an employer is going to communicate them to the employees, right? Right. So if management doesn't play an active role in identifying why employees aren't participating with certain rules and allowing for nonconformance, they cannot expect the rest of the workplace to comply. Instead, management should engage the employee in conflict resolution, determine why the current rules are not being followed, and identify appropriate follow-up actions. Oh, okay, fair enough. That sounds very sensible. But you've also said it's important for companies to give employees outlets in which they can express themselves. Can you explain, though, what you mean by nonverbal versus verbal communication approaches? So examples of nonverbal communication could be posting color sticky notes outside doors when occupied uh, or use of an anonymous suggestion box to communicate concerns. Verbal communication is pretty obvious, but you have to create an environment where people feel comfortable speaking, such as uh, forming a safety committee. That's a good idea. Do you have suggestions on what management can do to address simmering issues before disputes happen? You know, man management should consider conflict resolution methods to address immediately or underlying issues, maybe associated with family, um, could be money, could be school. They could stagger or alternate work schedules to further promote distancing, create, implement employee assistance programs to provide emotional counseling, or even train employees on what's considered harassment and how COVID might play a role. Now, I want to uh, go back to something you touched on earlier on some employees having physical sensitivity to certain disinfectants. So what would you suggest to help resolve this if a disinfectant chosen is EPA approved and most employees are not sensitive to them? Clearly, cleaning and hygiene are central to helping reduce the virus from spreading. So are there workarounds for employee sensitivities like this? So this is where a, a targeted committee or a safety committee can come into play to address a specific situation uh, and really determine whether alternative disinfectants can be used or, or maybe brainstorm other potential solutions. One more point you touched on, Alex, is what you call loss management. It speaks to the stressors that many individuals are experiencing and what employers can do to help. Can you offer some uh, concrete ideas? You know, the, the employer might be able to provide free enrollment to loss or, or grief seminars, maybe encourage employees to take time off when needed, or even develop and promote targeted uh, support groups for employees. This has been great, Alex. Do you have any parting thoughts on this topic? So, Renee, the, the bottom line is to proactively address employee frustrations. Uh, keeping all employees informed of evolving issues, recognizing signs of conflict, and really promoting conflict resolution through the appropriate channels. Every company has to tailor actions for its unique situation. Through persistence from management, continued engagement with employees, you know, they'll be able to demonstrate leadership's commitment 
provide lines of communication which might not have previously existed. Alex, thanks so much for sharing these valuable insights with us. Thanks for inviting me. For more information and resources on transitioning back to the workplace, visit Zurich's Coronavirus Resource Hub on our website, zurichna.com COVID-19. On behalf of everyone at Zurich, thanks for listening. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.